0: The Word of the Lord, from 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. You, then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and what you may have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is a hard working farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy. For if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel Proclamation comes from the second letter to Timothy from Paul. And serves as the basis of our theme for the 18th Sunday after Pentecost. The power of Christ. Power. The world is obsessed with power. Whether they must take it by force. Like South American banana republics do. Whether they must take it by surreptitious means. Rather than by the will of the people. Or whether they must do it by media misinformation or lie till you die. People around the world lust for power. Marcy, my wife, asks me all the time, why? Why do they have to have this power? It's not an easy question to answer. But I will do my best to endeavor such a task here. And maybe, just maybe... I can resolve her conundrum faithfully and satisfactorily for the first time in her life. People's lust for power can, and usually does, start in a very wholesome place. Someone just wants to house the homeless. Someone just wants to feed the poor. Someone just wants to clothe the naked. All venerably virtuous ideals I think we can all agree on. But clothes are not donated, and the ones that are probably belong in a trash bin rather than on the racks at Goodwill. The only food that is donated is what nobody really wants to eat to begin with. Off-brand peanut butter, cans of lima beans, box potatoes. Never any fresh or very healthy food. Because generally, that doesn't keep on the shelves of the food bank. And shelters are built to house the homeless that more likely resemble prisons than homes. So, the virtuous ones look around at the racks of belks, the restaurants throwing away meals half-eaten, and the homes that have several more rooms than occupants, and start to think, why does everyone have so much and so many have so little? There should be a law, they say, that takes money from the rich and gives it to the poor because after all, the rich don't need it as much as the poor do. They are certain this is right, because they are virtuous. And if you disagree with its effectiveness or reasonableness or have any questions at all, they send in the police for those who disobey their virtuous law, to compel you to obey at the point of a gun. After all, It's for the children, the poor, the disenfranchised, the most at risk in the community at the expense of their perceived most privileged in the community. Never mind the efforts of your free will charity. Never mind the organization of the church and their compassion. Never mind the ability of the neighbor to simply help their neighbor in time of need. They need the power to make you powerless to resist so they can accomplish whatever they think is virtuous. Eventually, the power can become the only reason for their existence rather than the reason they needed the power to begin with. The need for power has even seeped into our beloved church body with our governance at the national level. Some years ago, a beloved president of our synod saw that much of the problems in our synod's politics had more to do with the organization than the people who participated in it. While this was not a power grab per se, it was this beloved synod president's baby, and being able to run under this new governance looked like a shift in power to the church at large. Not a totally fair characterization, but was the assessment of most voters at the time who took that baby away from him and gave it to a new president to raise from that point on people are leery of anyone having too much power when they feel like someone is trying to grab it they will resist it it's the way the world often sees power and according to god today in our lesson the world is wrong for real power only comes from christ And it's my prayer that after looking through this text in Timothy today, you will never fear unrighteously virtuous power ever again when you see the true power that can only come from God. First, we see the true power in this universe can never be exacted at the point of a gun. Someone with bigger guns can always come along in a vicious cycle of escalation that will never ultimately protect anyone that achieves power by that means. Rather, power is truly found in grace that wins hearts and minds rather than through the force of the law. Paul shows us, Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the true power is communicated through the witnesses who saw Christ's power manifest on that cross. When the most powerful empire in the history of the world took Jesus at the point of the spear to sacrifice him on the cross, which they virtuously felt was best for the people. How right they were. But not because of their power to wage war, but because of Christ's power to make them do what the Father in heaven wanted them to do. So we would be saved from our sins. And that was proved when Christ showed his power over death itself. From thence, Paul goes on to show how that power affects soldiers, athletes, and farmers alike giving them the power of the Holy Spirit to carry out their vocations, not in the power of military control, not in the power of muscular success, not in the power of high crop yields, rather in the most powerful entity of all, serving in their vocation as though they are serving Christ. And when you serve as though you are serving Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, You will not only serve Christ, but you will serve everyone faithfully he cares about, sinner and saint alike. Anyone can cook, said the famous movie Ratatouille. Now, if you have not seen this Disney cartoon movie, this is the short form of what the movie is all about. A rat is a cook with a really good sniffer. And that sniffer was used by his colony to help him detect poison and keep the other rats safe. But his real passion was cooking, which he learned from a book called Anyone Can Cook by Chef Gusteau. The skill he has applies to an opportunity he has to cook in a real kitchen in Paris, where he uses his buddies in the colony to cook for a famous food critic, the classic peasant dish, ratatouille. Basically, a homegrown dish young French children grew up on, being simple but memorable. Now, I know, rats cooking might freak you out a little bit. It definitely freaked my mom and me out, too. But they all ran through the dishwasher to sterilize before they handled the food. So it was all good. I won't ruin the climax of the story with the food critic for you. I promise you. You will not be disappointed if you watch it for that scene alone. But the gist of the movie for our purposes today is that it's not so much that anyone can cook. It's that a cook can come from anyone, even a rat. So Paul says that the Spirit can work through anyone, even rats like us. When we rat on our friends instead of lifting them up by grace, when we're the selfish rat that doesn't want to help or lift our neighbor in need, and when we are the kind of rat that just goes along with the rat race of the world rather than live under the true power of Christ, the Holy Spirit comes from our Savior Jesus and moves through us rats to make us messengers, workers, and lovers of God who love one another through all the skills God gave us to help the world remember Jesus who rose from the dead to save them from the rat race that is their sinful life apart from Christ. Through our respective vocations, we now serve Christ alone, with the understanding of Christ alone as to why we are given this time, talent, and treasure. Even when we suffer through insufferable leadership and management, even when we are between careers or trying to gain useful skills, for a useful life-sustaining vocation. Even when it gets so bad, we depend on the charity of others just to make it through the day. We may be bound in the suffering, exasperation, and difficulties that the devil may dare, but the gospel is not and will be unleashed in those difficult times through our despairing condition because the light of Christ's compassion and superpower shines in the brightest in a dark and foreboding world. This is the power Christ gives us in these times of despair, the power to endure difficult times, persecution, and even decimation for the sake of everyone that will witness our perseverance because of our Prince of Peace. The word of God is indeed faithful. If we die together in Christ, we really live eternally, forever. Because our sacrifice here means living there. Our suffering under powerful ones here means real power there. Our persecution, disenfranchisement, despair, and powerlessness here means we will indeed reign with Jesus there because we also reign with Jesus here. Even if we are faithless, Jesus is the one who stays faithful unto us, even in the worst of times. Because even when we can be rats, Jesus cannot be anything but himself. Jesus cannot deny himself. That means he saves us, no matter what. The power of Christ compels us, saves us, and loves us without end, so we can love one another to the end. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.